episode of Divas of the Podcast. I'm Michael Kane. And I'm Allison. We need to issue a correction for a mess up from last episode, which is shocking since we're always right. We never mess up. We when always pronounce things correctly. We have nothing but journalistic integrity 100% exactly. of the time. Regular Diane Sawyers are we. Mm-hmm. So this is a first. But while talking about America's own royal wedding, the wedding between Jack's and Brittany from Vanderpump Rules, we pronounce the town they got married in as Versailles, Kentucky. We pronounced it wrong and apologize to all Kentuckians for butchering the name of their state's jewel. Like, to be fair, there's like the most famous Versailles is the one in France. So Is like, it? I think it's Kentucky. I don't know. To me, I think it's the house that um, that woman tried to build in Florida that looked like Versailles. Oh, my God. The the, qu- wait, the Queen of Versailles? Mm-hmm. Was it called The Queen of Versailles, the yeah. documentary? Yeah. That is definitely... You're right. Mm-hmm. You're, you're definitely right on that. So it's pronounced... The Versailles in Kentucky, it's pronounced the way Nomi Malone from Showgirls would pronounce Versailles, <laughs> which is Versailles. Betsy Michael Versailles. Let me put it into a sentence. You like this dress? Thank you. I got it at the Versace outlet in Versailles. Oh, or I got it on Versailles. Yes, I found it in the Versailles section (laughs) Section. of Versace in Versailles. Yeah. Michael, I'll be honest, though, when we got emails saying you pronounced it wrong. And we got a lot of emails, and I was like, I didn't even know we had that many listeners. I know, I was kind of flattered. I was like, are these all being sent from the same person? I know, we have four listeners. (laughs) Yeah, I I blew over from shock at pronouncing it wrong, and then blew over from shock a second time at all of our listeners. But um, Versailles isn't what it looks like it should be to me. Well, because you're fancy in French. No, no, I mean, like, when I was told, like, you're doing it wrong, I was like, is it supposed to be pronounced Versalis? Like, that's what it looks like to me. Like, it doesn't look like Versailles. Well, apologies to Colonel Sanders and everyone in Kentucky. We apologize. It will not happen again. It will totally happen again. (laughs) So let's move on to the Little Mermaid casting. So the last episode, we dreamcast Disney's live action, the Little Mermaid movie, which is coming out probably in 2030, because it takes forever to make those things. So the same day that episode came out, our podcast episode where we dreamcast Little Mermaid, Disney announced who is playing Ariel, and one of us got it right. Yeah. And thank God it was me. (laughs) Because, I mean, because Allison, you picked Ariana Grande, and nobody needs to hear Ariana mumble sing part of your world. Like, she's got those fuzzy seaweed balls in her mouth, what it's called? Those marimos? What? Yeah, they're like fuzzy green seaweed balls. Oh, anemones? No. Anemones? I think they're marimos. I mean, look, I don't know the sea like that, so I can't even... Send us the emails and correct us on that. Yeah, Versailles, Kentucky. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're marimo balls from Versailles, Kentucky. Yeah. The ocean in Versailles, Kentucky. So anyways, so I said that either Chloe or Hallie from the R&B duo, Chloe and Hallie should play Ariel and Hallie Bailey got the job. So yeah. I'm pretty much the reincarnation of Miss Cleo. Yeah. Basically, Montel Jordan should have a show again and you should go on and do psychic predictions since you are 100% right of 100% of the time. So. Well, about that. 
But let me let me tell you how I came up with. It, it was very. I mean, it was very what mo- the skill that most psychics of today use. Okay. So after it was rumored that Zendaya got cast as Ariel, mm-hmm. right? I got excited about an Ariel played by a woman of color. Right. So I googled black singers under twenty, Asian singers under twenty, Latina singers under twenty, and on and on. And that's when I came across. Chloe and Hallie, and I've heard of, I've heard of them before. I know some of their songs, so it all worked for me because mm-hmm. they can sing. They're beautiful. They look like mermaids. So that's how I came up with that guess. Is Google like that? And that Twink medium from E. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, I know what you're. Talking oh yeah, about. he definitely uses Google for his info and predictions. So technically, I can call myself a medium or a psychic. All right. Well, when you get a show on E, throw me some of that money because I know they pay well. They do. I think so. Well, no, you're not going to get it. (laughs) So 19-year-old Halle Bailey Mm -hmm. will play Ariel. And after that was announced, Halle Berry (laughs) trended on Twitter because people can't read. People are dumb. And read Halle Bailey as Halle Berry. Yeah. So Halle Berry did congratulate Halle Bailey on Twitter and said, Halle's get it done. Yeah. I'd love to see Halle Berry as Ariel. I mean... I just, all I can think about is, like, the her Prince Eric's fighting over her on a ship. in the, On the driveway of the palace. Yeah. Her, in the, her in the water, like, throwing dingle hoppers at them, being like, stop fighting! Well, I watched Kidnap not long ago, which is another movie where Hallie, you know, is trying to track down a kidnapped child. Yes. And she's very, like, upset through the whole movie. Mm-hmm. So her Little Mermaid would be that, like, constantly screaming in anguish while trying to, you know, track down whoever kidnapped Flounder. Yeah, she's like telling Ursula, like, I can't give you my voice. I need that for screaming about my missing child. <laughs> so Hallie Bailey joins Aquafina Scuttle and Jacob Tremblay as Flounder. Mm-hmm. Melissa McCarthy is probably going to be Ursula, but that casting hasn't been made official yet. Right. So, of course, since a black woman was cast as Ariel, the racist came out and mm-hmm. got mad. For sure. And I also think that, like, not to... And I'm like, I'm not trying to play devil's advocate here. I'm just like throwing this out as well. Uh-oh. I think, no, I mean, I think that there's a lot of people that are like, re- like, they're like, you know, Disney people that are like really real Disney people. And like, they've got like their house decorated with like Mickey and stuff. Like, yeah. they're like Disney purists who they see, like, they their Ariel is like white with bright red hair. And so they were so pissed off that like this really? Ariel because wasn't of, I read. I read a few forums. Okay. And <laughs> Disney forums. Uh-oh. And they I mean most of them seemed happy. Yeah, like from I, what I read. No, for sure. Like there's definitely people there that like look, I'm coming at this from like Little Mermaid was my favorite movie as a kid. And I think that Halle Bailey is going to be like a perfect Ariel. But I think that there are some people that are just like they're just so like, oh, it has to be this way, like Sebastian has to be a real crab and shit like that. So I mean, I think that there's more racists, obviously, but. Well, then, then Ariel should just, she should be a cartoon. Yeah. Jessica Rabbit should play her. <laughs> oh, imagine. That, that would be a purist. So anyway, so they got mad. They came up with the hashtag, not my Ariel, which is imagine using that hashtag. I know. And, and well, using it for real, like uh-huh. for serious. And honestly, those hate tweets, they're all coming from Lindsay Lohan. Let's be real. Yeah. She's got a whole bunch of different Twitter accounts. So they they also say that because the character is based on a Danish fairy tale, she should be white. There's 
petitions to replace Holly with a white girl, but honestly, there's petitions for everything. So that's nothing. But who's going to tell them that Ariel isn't a real person? I mean, who's going to tell these people, too, that there are Black people that live in Denmark? Oh, don't tell them. Well, actually, tell them that, because then their minds will be blown and they won't ever be able to put another thought together to tweet. Yeah. Just, it's so stupid. Obviously, like, racism about Disney cartoons and stuff is the pinnacle of stupid like it's like there's nothing mm, stupider it really obviously. is but if they're like that hardcore like it not hashtag not my aerial it's like okay well then you know what there also needs to be a scene in this live action where king triton takes like seven paternity tests because he's got seven daughters and if you remember michael oh yeah they're all different of, hair colored oh they all have different tail colors none of the tail there's maybe one whose tail matches King Triton's. So, so Maury, Maury needs to get a scuba suit and swim down to, what was that land call? Atlanta? Atlanta. <laughs> no, wait, Atlantis? Atlantis. I don't think they lived in Atlantis. Isn't that Aquaman? <laughs> no, that's another movie. I don't know, wherever they live. Point Tritonville, is, Tritonville. Yeah. Maury, needs, Maury to, needs to get down there. He needs to put his manila folder into like a waterproof Ziploc bag and swim down there. And like you said, she's a damn fairy tale character. Like yeah. we, Brandy played Cinderella. Jason Momoa played Aquaman, who is white and blonde in the comic books. So like, calm down. Go yeah. get yourself a, what's Starbucks summer drink version of a pumpkin spice latte? Iced pumpkin spice latte? Maybe. Or yeah. like a... Yeah, a pool water frappuccino or something. A pool water? I don't know. They're weird with stuff like okay, that. Okay, so go drink a pool water frappuccino and watch one of the million of fairy tale movies starring a white princess. Yeah. Like, it's it's not that serious. So yeah. Jodie Benson, who voiced Ariel in the Little Mermaid cartoon movie, is all for the casting and said at Florida Supercon, You know, I think that um, the most important thing is to tell the story and we have, as a family, we have um, raised our children and for ourselves that we don't see anything that's different on the outside. And I think that from the spirit of a character is what really matters. Um, what you bring to the table um, in a character as far as their heart and their spirit is what really counts. Yeah, agreed. And like, like, like I said in the last episode, like the only thing about this live action Little Mermaid that I care about is that they include the priest with a boner. Yeah. You Let's know start what? a petition about that. That's what's really important here. Yeah. And you know what? He can be black or white or Asian. Oh, or he just has to have a boner. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that really matters. So much like Ariel. This next person wants to be anywhere but she where she currently is. So Ari- oh, allegedly, which please, girl, yeah, she yeah. wants to be there. Allegedly, she doesn't want to be at the table on the View, and that's Megan McCain. So uh, she does, but yeah, she does. But I mean, don't don't you think a little part of her actually like really does get a headache every time she goes into work? Uh, no, a headache for how because her head's exploding at how much attention she knows she's about <laughs> to get with excitement. Yeah. So the Daily Beast reported last week that Megan McCain, who, in case you're not familiar, is the late Senator John McCain's daughter. I am John McCain's daughter. Um, she's thinking about not coming back as a host for the, or sorry, co-host for the 23rd season of The View in the fall. So she's been reportedly given a contract and said, like, we want to have you back. And sources are saying that Megan is like, oh, I don't think I want to come back because mm-hmm. Megan allegedly feels like a caged animal. She feels 
drained and isolated as the only Republican panelist. So Which she's not the Megan. only Republican panelist. Like, I know Abby is boring and forgettable, but she's a Republican. She is, but... Oh, and and she'll be back. Abby's on uh, maternity leave right now. So yeah, she's on maternity leave. I don't know if she'll be back. I have a feeling they might replace her, but yeah, replace. Oh, her. So maybe that's maybe the source knows something we know. We yeah, don't know. Maybe they're going to replace her with like some ultra like left left leaning. Rosie's. Person. Oh my god, Ro- Rosie's comeback again. Rosie's third time's a charm. Or I like, would love that. They yeah. would eat each not in a sexy way, but they would eat each other alive. Those two, Rosie and Megan. Oh, and then like Rosie and Whoopi. Oh yeah, they hated, but Rosie and Megan would really go at it. Oh yeah, for sure. So other sources. Here's the thing. It sounds like people also don't want to have Megan around. Which, I mean, are you shocked? So other sources say that Megan is like a terror, and she throws like crying fits when she reads all the mean stuff that people are tweeting about her. And she's entitled and self-absorbed. So senior executive producer of The View, Hillary Esty McLaughlin, released a statement saying that they love having Megan on the show and, you know, they hope she comes back and all that. So mm. after that story came out, another story came out where another source was saying, you know, they're like, who do you think is leaking all this stuff about Megan? Surprise. Megan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Megan wearing like those, you know, the glasses with the um, nose Megan attached with a, and the mustache. Megan voice changer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, mm, I don't like to be on the show. <laughs> no, so they say that it's Sunny, Sunny Hostin. Yeah. So, you know, which kind of makes sense because Sunny, much like Joy Behar and Whoopi, Sunny doesn't really like Megan. They like get along, but she like, you can tell she also doesn't totally love Megan. So Sunny denied it and she said, this is absurd and I'm not surprised the source is anonymous since defamation is actionable because remember, Sunny was a lawyer. Um, and then uh, Hillary S.D. McLaughlin said that they don't think that the leak is Sunny. And, you know, um, same thing. They're like, we love having Sunny on the show and blah, 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 blah. So nothing else has really happened with like, no, Megan. But, like no other stories have come out. No, but like I said, this is, I think Megan leaked the story. She's, she's just trying to get more money. You think so? No, she's not leaving. I think she loves it. I only, like she needs the view as much as the view needs her. Like, it keeps her relevant. She's trending. She trends all the time because of it. It's true. I mean, she, we talked about her before the view, but not like this. Like, no. almost every day I see her name in a headline because of some dumb shit she said. Yeah, it's true. Uh, you know what? I think that maybe you're right. She's probably just trying to, like, negotiate more money. But see, like, if Megan is off the view, I'm going to gain weight because my cardio is, like, shaking my fists at the TV every time her ass talks. But, and I disagree with her on almost everything she says, but the truth is like her stupidity is what makes the view the view. That's true. It, like it, if it, I wanted to watch a bunch of boring women agree with each other and be boring, I'd watch the talk. And that's why I don't watch the talk. <gasps> How dare you? You watch the talk. I do watch the talk. It's boring. I know. You know what my favorite part is, though, is that the this is how boring the talk is. I love it. At the end of the talk, they all come up from behind the table. Well, sorry. When they're done, like, um, doing their, like, uh, basically, it's like they do, like, an infomercial at the end of the show where they're like, today's deal is rug yeah. cleaners, right? It's yeah, great. The View kind of does that, like... T- what is yeah, that? steals and deals or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The the talk does it hard though. Like they're basically like by this ladies, but at the very end they're always like, and uh, don't remember, don't forget to take a little time to enjoy the talk. And they all throw up their arms, but they do it in a way that's so like low energy. It's almost like their hands are being 
pulled by strings from the roof, like by the producers. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. Probably it, it probably is. That's why I love the talk. They're probably asleep. <laughs> they probably really are just asleep because yeah. it, um, it puts me to sleep. Yeah. But anyway, so like, I mean, it just wouldn't be the same without her. No, but if they had to replace her, Michael, who would they replace her with? Like, because they can't. A hyena. In a blonde wig. In a blonde wig. And that's the other thing. Like, I love her outfits. Like, her outfits are always horrible. Her stylist does not like her. Well, it's like, Megan always talks about how much, like, she loves the gays. Well, girls, the gays don't love you. I've seen those outfits. (laughs) No. (laughs) That or her stylist is, like, the straightest band just being like, "Uh, I don't know, these these blue pants and this bright green and orange uh, camo sweater look pretty good. She's like... Great. With these silver heels. She's yeah. always wearing silver heels. Silver or white heels. She she loves them. She's a mess. Yeah. So, so here, Michael, I'm really proud of this transition, okay? So while Megan wants to walk out the exit door, allegedly, the doors in Tori and Dean's marriage are wide open, specifically the door to their bathroom. <laughs> I really wanted to set it up so you guys all got a real disgusting Did you write that down? Lunch. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm reading it straight off a page right now. <laughs> Could have fooled me. Oh, I know. It was just, it rolled off my tongue so naturally. So Dean McDermott, as we, as some of us know, he has a job. Thank you. Okay. Dean McDermott works. He's a podcast called Daddy Issues. Which um, we should really call this podcast Dean's Issues because this is like the second time we've talked about his stupid podcast and it's been on for what two weeks yeah i know he gets he gets some major press from us so you're welcome dean we'll take our uh muffin basket anytime so during an issue of daddy issues dean mcdermott admitted that he and tori spelling go to the bathroom with the door wide open they're one of those couples well let's be real they probably don't have bathroom doors because they had to sell them to pay their credit card bill so, so they Ma- probably don't even have them. Michael, selling them to pay their credit card bill would imply that they're responsible enough to start paying back that money. You know those doors were taken That's by, true. like, the repo man. <laughs> so, so you know, uh, questionable door location aside, Dean said that, um, you know, he doesn't do it in front of everyone. He said that there are some people that would try to do it in front of him, and he thought it was disgusting. And there are people that he would never do it Wait, in front people of. people or past girlfriends and wives <laughs> and side pieces? He has a few of those. Yeah. He like walks. Yeah. Anyway, so. But he he, said people. People. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he he said he and Tori keep the door open. And he says, I actually think it's a sign of maybe not love, but that you're soulmates. So anytime. So here you go. Picture this. Anytime Tori needs to take a number two. Yeah. uh, Dean is there possibly watching her do it with the door wide open. Ah, romance. Well, the thing is, like, those two are constantly inhaling the shit that comes out of their mouths. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that they're okay with smelling the actual shit that comes out of their asses. Yeah. So it does make sense. Yeah. But, Michael, I want to ask you this. How do you, where, where do you stand on the side of this? Would you go to the bathroom? And I think there's levels, too. So it's like, would you go to the bathroom with someone that you've been, like, with for a while? Like, obviously not. We're sorry. talking about shit. Well, shit or piss. Okay, piss. Oh, it's different for a boy, though, because boys pee in front of each other all the time in bathrooms. Yeah, I, I mean, we pee in public bathrooms. So, yeah, yeah, peeing is not a big deal. No. I can pee in front of a boyfriend. But, no, shit, no. No? You can't... Uh, Allison. 
I'm I'm, okay, I'm not going to judge you. I'm sorry. That was very a judgmental <laughs> don't, tone. Don't shit shame me, Michael. <laughs> I'm shit shaming you. I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, really, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. You know what? I think really? it is. Yeah. Like, and I, I think it has. No, hear, hear me out. It's got to okay. be with somebody that I've been with Scat for a while. queen. Yeah, look, I'm not doing this with somebody that I've known for like two hours being like, don't mind me. I'm just going to shit in your Take toilet while you watch, while you brush your teeth. Um, no, like, I think that if you've been with someone long enough, you just kind of get, you get casual in a way that, you know, it, I don't know. I just don't see it as a big deal. I guess it's because I have a really like, maybe I've got a really zen approach to like shit, but like every animal shits, everybody poops. Like, you have to do it anyway. And I think maybe it's like, maybe it's like a feminist thing of me where it's like, I'm trying to fight the stigma that like women don't shit because there's like, you know. Okay. But yeah, because a lot of women, not a lot of women, but some women won't even take a shit when their man is in the house. I've heard of that. Oh, yeah. I had a friend that would not fart in front of her boyfriend of like seven years. That sounds painful. Yeah. People shit. And then you can laugh about if it's like smells. I mean, maybe that's getting... <laughs> Ew, maybe oh, I do yeah. have a problem. <laughs> maybe no, she should start can't. shutting the door. <laughs> I can't. I mean, I'm happy that you can, but I can't do it. Like, even if my shit didn't stink, I wouldn't want to shit in front of a boyfriend. Like, caca time is my time. It's like my personal time. That's when, you know, I lock myself away yeah. and I read everyone's Instagram stories. That's probably the only time I look at Instagram stories. Same. Is when I'm on the toilet. So Same. that image you're, is wonderful. But yeah, no. You have to draw the line somewhere for me. I guess. But, you know, everyone is different. Yeah. Everyone expresses their love different. Some There's people express it by expressing their anus into a toilet. So. <laughs> a lid for every pot, Michael. Since we're on uh, the subject of romance, mm -hmm. Julianne Huff, remember her? So she got famous from being a dancer. I mean, there's definitely people out there to, who don't know who Julianne Huff is. So let yeah, me just give, it, give you her bio quickly. Yeah, so she got famous from being a dancer on Dancing with the Stars. Mm -hmm. That led to her doing movies like Burlesque, Rock of Ages, Footloose, that Nicholas Sparks one, Safe Haven. Yeah. And she was also Ryan Seacrest's beard, I mean, girlfriend, for a while. So yeah. she's now a judge on America's Got Talent. Yes. Two years ago... Julianne got married to Canadian hockey player Brooks Like. They're they're oh my god, they're like the younger and more talented and not broke version of Tori and Dean. They kind Because of Brooks are. has a podcast. Mm-hmm. And he's Canadian. So he has a podcast called How Men Think. Okay. So Julianne was on and talked about how her marriage was pretty much saved by a sex therapist who helped them put together their erotic blueprint. Mm-hmm. Which sound, which is like my favorite Prince album that never was. Ooh, you Erotic know what it sounds blueprint. Yeah, you know what it sounds like to me? HGTV After Dark. Eva, I would watch the hell out of that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so an erotic blueprint is basically what you're into. Mm -hmm. Or if you're gay, it's your grinder profile. Since we just throw whatever we're into on that profile. <laughs> yeah. So the erotic blueprint was created by a sexologist and author named Jaya. No mm -hmm. last name, just Jaya. Mm -hmm. So it's a sex quiz to find out what you're into, what your partner is into, and how you're wired erotically. Mm -hmm. It's to help you understand each other's intimate needs, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So I took one online. And so here's an example question. Yes. When it comes to sexual interaction, I mostly crave 
here's your choices. The experience of transcendence, ecstasy, and full-bodied awakening. Hmm. Here's another option. Movie scene, romantic love, experiencing epic love affairs like Romeo and Juliet, or dramatic scenes of love being fulfilled. Think swans and swelling music as lovers embrace. Or both, or neither. Right. Honestly, it sounds like Bailing wrote that quiz. If you follow her on Instagram, you know what I'm talking about, because that's how she writes. So we both took this quiz. Yeah, we did. What's your type? <laughs> well, you know what? Okay. Before we started recording, I was like, I think Michael's going to be surprised at what I got. But after that last conversation saying that I shit with the door open, it's probably... Scat queen? Yeah. That's your type? <laughs> yeah. It just says gross. <laughs> so the types are... I'll say the types. Yeah. The types are energetic, mm-hmm. sensual, Kinky, sexual, and shapeshifter, which shapeshifter means you're a mix of all the types. Right. So I got kinky. Really? Yeah, I know. See, it shocked me too. What did you get? Sexual. Okay. I, okay. What was your, what's the kinky description? Oh God, I didn't remember it, but it's like, basically it's like, you like like to share in front of your, you like to share in front of your partners. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, you like to show your partner your butthole while the door is open to your bathroom. <laughs> no, like, it just says, it's like, you like to be like naughty and push boundaries and whatever. But I think that, I don't think that's right. I think that this is like rigged or I just, I don't think it's accurate because I would never, first of all, I'd never describe myself as kinky. But secondly, it felt like to me when I was taking the test, it felt like there was only two options. So it was like, you know, it's like option one, like, uh, like you like to be like, uh, smacked in the face a bunch of times and called like a dumb shit. It's like, or it's like you like. Oh, weird, mine had like, four. No, like, like I, I could say not, neither. Yeah, but I don't count both or neither though, because it's okay. like. Well, like, you you never you didn't pick both or neither for it. I picked a couple both or neither's, but like I I found that like sometimes the questions like the one you just read, it's like it's like are you into this weird like tantric sex sting and trippy well, style of yoga shit? And I was like, no. You need to take it again. Take it again and use neither. Okay, use I guess. neither at your uh, any time you want. I'm afraid if I use too many neither's, though, it's just going to be like it's going to come back and be like womp womp cold fish. So uh, Julian and Brooks took it, and she said, "When I took the test, I realized that there were certain things that gave me connection and intimacy mm-hmm. that were different than what gave Brooks connection and intimacy." By almost learning each other's language, sort of like love languages, it was almost like a menu of how we could please each other sexually, but also intimately. So Julianne told us that she learned she loves being seen by Brooks and not shitting Allison. (laughs) What she meant by that is like when he touches her hand and gives her eye contact. Right. And Brooks said he likes it when Julianne wears lingerie. Julianne was raised Mormon, so Mormon underwear... Must Ooh. look really different now. That's a that's a high neck uh, nightgown for sure. Also, are we so shocked that like a straight hetero hockey player is like, I like lingerie. Like, no, what a not. shock! Like, did they even need to take the test? No, they didn't. But see, like you said, I don't know how accurate it, it no. is because, like, I'm to sex what Celine Dion is to shoes. So, do well, you know this quote? This is one of my favorite quotes. Okay. So, Celine Dion. She said that when she goes shoe shopping, right, Mm -hmm. and the salesperson asks her what size she is, Mm -hmm. she says, oh, no, what size you got? Like, she'll take any size. Also, Michael, what was that accent? (laughs) That's my salute. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, what size you got? It was, like, kind of (laughs) Asian. 
<laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> now if we do, sh- um, we do like accent end. shaming me, so we do an accent shaming me. <laughs> God. All right. So, anyways, I'm like that with sex. Like, I'll do like if you're crazy <laughs> enough to have what you're still talking about my accent. No, so basically, when you like, when you like see a guy, you're like, what size you got? Yeah, what size you got? Okay, so now Allison and I are going to go over five stories, starting with Gwyneth Paltrow. So, Gwyneth Paltrow and Sebastian Stan have been in several Marvel movies together. He plays Bucky Barnes slash Winter Soldier, and she plays Pepper Potts. So recently, a a clip from the premiere of Infinity War in 2018, last year, made the rounds. And it's of someone mentioning Sebastian Stan, and Gwyneth asks, who's that? Who's that? Sebastian Stan plays Bucky. Bucky is the Winter Soldier. Oh, okay. I mean, they were in Infinity War together. So the guy, the person explained to her who Sebastian Stan is. So Sebastian trolled Gwyneth on Instagram by posting a group picture of them at the Valentino Couture show and wrote, glad I got to reintroduce myself to Gwyneth Paltrow for the third time. Mm-hmm. Now, Gwyneth also forgot she was in a Spider-Man movie while filming an episode of The Chef Show. Yeah. I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow... I want to think that, like, maybe she's just being a snob and she's like, yeah, she what, totally Spider-Man? Is. Well, she's pretending, yeah. Yeah. Like, that Hollywood shit is so beneath me. Yeah, she's like, excuse me, but I'm a uh, fempreneur, entrepreneur, fempreneur, fempreneur, at least she asked who it was, though. Like, I'd have expect Gwyneth to be like, like, Sebastian, C. Bass, sea bass? Ew, no, thank you. I only bluefin tuna. But like now we know that another side effect of a jade egg, putting a jade egg in your cooch is forgetting shit. Like she, she she's clenching it so hard and tight that somehow it's stopping the blood supply to her brain. Mm-hmm. So Barb Streisand performed at British Summertime Concert in London over the weekend, and she brought her three fluffy white dogs with her, Miss Scarlet, Miss Violet, and Fanny. So Scarlet and Violet are clones of Barbara's beloved dog friend, Sammy, and Fanny is a distant cousin of Sammy's. Mm -hmm. So a source told the son that Bab's dogs were treated like queens and got free reign of her dressing room, were pushed around in a little doggy chariot by an assistant, and had a dedicated VIP escort. Babs also brought them out on stage at one point. And after the show, fans lined up to get selfies with them, as they should. Yeah. Um, first of all, imagine having that job where all you do is push around her dogs in a little chariot. It would be a dream job. Where do I apply? Um, but really, though, that's nothing, though. Like, having a little VIP area and getting pushed around, like, that's... Her dogs deserve the best, obviously, but... We'll know if she's really lost it when she starts demanding the dog's favorite flowers in her dressing room and like having like a rider that's like dedicated to the dogs. Like no brown M&Ms. That's probably it. That's probably what happened. The sun just didn't get on it. The sun needs to needs to get better reporters. But so so those dogs have a better life than 
all of us, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to me, they shouldn't just have a VIP escort. They should have like 007 guarding their asses because there's mm-hmm. many out there who want to switch places with them. And I'm talking about John Travolta, who is probably buying a fluffy white dog costume right now. So I say this because my friend went to see Barbara in concert like a while ago. Okay. And she said John Travolta was in the front row and he was loving every single second and he sang along to every single song and every single word and was into it so violet and scarlet better watch it because travolta's coming for their place i just pictured john travolta singing all the celine dion parts of tell him and and he said what you got what size you got (laughs) what size you got So speaking of Travolta, Deadline reports that a reboot of Look Who's Talking is in the works from the man who brought us The Wedding Ringer and The Breakup. So the original cost only $7.5 million to make and made $300 million worldwide. It starred Travolta and fellow Scientologist Kirstie Alley. It also gave us two sequels, Look Who's Talking 2 and Look Who's Talking Now, both which were pieces of shit. And the reboot plans to star a more diverse cast. Right. So if, you know, I hear, you know, a more diverse cast and it's the guy who did the wedding rare and was, am I correct in saying that Kevin Hart was in the wedding rare? Yeah. Okay. So right away, you know, Kevin Hart is going to have a role in this. And the good news is it's like a two for one role because he's so tiny that he could be the voice and he could be the kid. I mean, it's going to be better than Look Who's Talking Now. Well, anything is. And all I remember about the sequel, yeah. which was more awful than the original, and that was a feat in itself, mm-hmm. is that Mel Brooks played a talking toilet. It was yes. fucked up. Mr. So they toilet. Should bring, yeah, so they should bring Kirstie Alley back and have her play that role since she's usually full of shit. She's been training for that role her entire life. Yeah. So Erica Badu dated comedian and radio star Rick Smiley of the Rick Smiley Morning Show. And on Instagram, she said that they broke up because of his mother. So she wrote this about Rick's mom. She was at my show in Dallas waiting backstage to fight me again. And I'm tired of it. Sis, relax. We had three fights and I keep laying that ass down. But this time that bitch got me in the jaw. I didn't recognize her because she was blending in with Mary J. Blige's dancers. Her body looks young because of crack. I press charges and they let her right back out. Now, every time I get to the last song on my set, I start taking off my jewelry on stage. I got anxiety. I'm tired. Just tired. She still lift weights. Yes, in 2019. I swear I'm going to rock her ass if she squares up on me again. I'm about to see what this hoe is made of. So she used hashtags like window seat head ass. She don't want to scrap and not pissing for you no more. So Ricky responded with a forever long response. It was like a four part response Mm -hmm. that is too long for me to repeat here. But he laughed and what he said, like, made me think this was all a joke. I think, I mean, maybe it could be a joke, but who knows? I think the only way to tell for sure would be if Ricky and Erica had stayed together and then stayed together long enough to get engaged And then they hire a wedding planner for their wedding. And if they ask the wedding planner to plan around a possible fight between the bride and the mother of the groom, then we'd know that it's, yeah, it's for sure. Yeah, whatever the case may be, like, I really have nothing to add except for I want Erica Badu and Rick Smiley's fictional crackhead mother on the next season of Glow. 
That's really all I want in this world. So finally, Arnold Brownberry and Oral Wheat Breads have come out with half loaves for the forever aloners, basically. So Mm -hmm. Delish.com says that the United States Census Bureau reports that 28% of households are made up of one person who may not buy a big-ass loaf of bread because it'll go bad before they can finish it all. Mm -hmm. Um, Have they not heard of freezers? I was going to say, hello, a freezer and a toaster, your best friends. Or Demi Moore baguettes from the bakery. (laughs) Yeah. So Arnold is selling a half loaf of 10 slices for $2.49. It's called Simply Small and will come in white and honey oat. Mm. I mean, it's Simply Small sounds like a coy way to describe yourself during a hookup. Like if, like it's like, so if you were bread, would you say you're simply small or a party sized baguette? That's what part size of your, you got? It, that's part of your um, exotic blueprint. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I'm if serious. Like they bread. need to do this with everything. Yeah, especially produce. Oh, you know, like yeah. you're always selling like these big things of broccoli when I just want a little bit. Well, I mean, look, Michael, you know how often that I should. I'll eat all that broccoli. What I have a problem with is that giant bunch of cilantro that ends up going brown in my fridge. Yeah, or parsley. Mm-hmm. But really, like, so I like this idea, but two forty nine. You think that's too much? Oh my god, yes. You get less for more. This really is Trump's America with that <laughs> price for a little ass thing of bread. Well, remember, if you have a problem with it, folks, buy the full size loaf of bread, put it, stick it in the back of your freezer, forget about it for like three to four months, and then take those freezer burnt slices and stick them in the toaster. Okay, now the show is over. But before we go, I need to explain my Celine Dion quote because okay. Allison shamed me for my impeccable impersonation. So, so, like when Celine Dion goes by shoes or whatever, she. <laughs> what does she say, Michael? What does she tell the, sale, the, person wait, the salesperson? Will say, Miss, welcome to Barney's shoe department. What size are you? And she'll say, What size you got? Because what she means, oh, she'll say, oh, no, sir, what size you got? Because what she means is, like, it doesn't matter what size she is. Whatever size the shoe is in, she'll make it work. That's how much she wants the shoe. Well, that's the thing with me. You go to the store, and I'm like, I really want those ones. And they're like, what size? And I'm like, oh, no, you don't understand. (laughs) I mean, I want them, so what size do you have? (laughs) I'll make it work, baby. I'll make it work. In five to ten, it works. Okay, so that's... (laughs) That's what I meant. So, so anyways, if you haven't already, rate us wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review if you got the time for it. What's... What... What time you got? (laughs) And if you want to send us a note... Or correct our pronunciation, which I'm sure we need correcting in this episode, because I'm sure I'm, I pronounced something wrong, or whatever. Oh, Email you us. think you pronounced something wrong, Michael? <laughs> what did I pronounce wrong, Allison? What size you got? What size you got? That's not pronounced wrong. That is an impeccable accent. It's true. You should teach a class on French Canadian <laughs> Like Las Vegas, they're going to, since she's no longer doing that Las Vegas show or whatever, they're going to call me to, to fill in, to yeah. fill the void. Brooklyn Heights, is, <laughs> Brooklyn Heights is shook with that accent. <laughs> so anyway, so if you want to email us, you can email us at dtp at delisted.com. Yes. So till next week. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>